Hi, everyone. Welcome to Reluctantly Adult, an advice podcast for people who believe they shouldn't be allowed to adult. I'm your host, Charmel Scipio, and I reluctantly adult. This month, we've been talking about New Year's resolutions and more specifically the New Year's resolution to lose weight. Uh, I've presented a couple conversations so far, one with Charlie Seltzer about sort of the more medical means by which you can help yourself to to achieve that goal. And then also with Cassandra Bolding about, you know, what you need to do to take care of yourself mentally to ensure that you achieve this goal. This week, uh, I have some conversations with some regular people. And I don't mean that as like a diss or anything like that. But I mean that in the sense that I don't know about any of you, but when I go to purchase something, I don't take the word of the manufacturer or the person that's selling it um, to be the gospel. I always have to go online and read review after review after review on, you know, different websites to ensure that I'm getting truly what it is that I'm buying um, because I definitely don't want it to be a sort of buyer beware situation. Um, so I always find myself to be more likely to believe what a regular person says rather than someone that I know is getting something out of this. So this week I have three interviews to share with you uh, with three different people who are each at different stages in their weight loss journey. Uh, Someone who recently just started, Darnell, someone who is about midway through, Nicole, and someone who just recently got to the end of their personal journey, Phoenix. Each of them have their own little tidbits of information and advice that um, could help you, Um, but they're also really eye-opening sorts of conversations because you hear the passion that each of them had, Um, you hear about their struggles, you hear about their challenges, and I don't know about you guys, but hearing these things from regular people always makes me feel like I can, you know, I could do something also, I could do the same thing also. I hope you find these uh, interviews, you know, engaging and wonderful, and I hope you learn a little bit more about um, each of these people. So enjoy. Welcome to Reluctantly Adult, and uh, please introduce yourself to the people. Sure. Uh, My name is Darnell Herbert. Uh, 38 years old as of December 16th, feeling great. Um, I'm actually uh, doing uh, the Herbalife program. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, as of today, uh, I'm officially down 26 uh, pounds, I believe, on Herbalife. And throughout this, uh, see, it's been about three, almost four years journey, a total of 56, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me, what got you started on your, your overall journey? Um, it started for me, uh, let's see, about three years ago. Um, <clears throat> my wife and I were, uh, you know, in the middle of my daughter coming, and I was faced with a serious reality. Okay. Um, I had been sent to do a sleep study and to uh, see a pulmonologist, and I had avoided it for years, Mm -hmm. uh, more or less because, um, you know, I'd always heard these tragic stories about people wearing the the CPAP mask, and they would die or something like that if they decided to stop wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of freaked me out. Um, So what I ended up doing was I went ahead and did the sleep study, Mm -hmm. and I was shocked. 
Uh, he told me that um, within an hour's time, I had stopped breathing 160 times. Oh, my gosh. Um, t- at least for a span of 10 seconds. Wow. So that was like a big wake-up call. Um, so in what does that mean then? Basically, you can, um, if you did the math, which I'm not going to try to do right now, <laughs> but um, basically it, you could look at it this way. My brain was being deprived okay. of oxygen at that point in time, at least for those 10 seconds. Um, t- 10 seconds spans 160 times within just one hour. Oh my goodness. So, um, in essence, what was happening is I'd wake up with headaches. Right. Um, I'd have, uh, some vision issues every so often. Um, and from there, um, you know, the joke of it, cause he, you know, I, I like to look at life, not from a completely serious side, mm-hmm. um, of everyone that had done that sleep study at that particular facility, he said I was the worst patient and the loudest snorer. <laughs> so I, I took some refuge in that. It was a little, you know. You were the best at being the worst, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what ended up happening was um, they went ahead and put me on the machine, um, but it was still up to me to lose the weight. Okay. Um, so... You can basically state that, you know, we went out and spent all this money on a treadmill and it's set there. Right. And it's set there. And then, like, everyone who goes out and they buy a treadmill, at some time, um, you know, you start piling clothes yep. on it and it collects dust. Um, and basically, uh, I think after my daughter was born, um, she got to the stage where she was crawling. Mm-hmm. And I'd get on the floor and it'd be an absolute struggle just to play with my daughter. Right. Um, and it broke my heart. So dusted off the treadmill, got on it, and was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Right. Um, so what I did was I put in my head, all right, my daughter's by herself alone two miles away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, walk those two miles, go save your daughter. So I was using right. my daughter as inspiration. Right. Um, but it still wasn't enough. Okay. Because what would happen is I'd be great for a good, I don't know, say three or four months. And then, bam, I'd be right back in that same position on the couch eating pizza, wings, and everything else that was bad for me. So w- when you got to that point where you would, you know, you would have a stretch of going, you know, doing really well, mm-hmm. kind of sticking to, you know, your workout schedule and eating well, and then it would sort of turn a corner for you, what would be the reason for you turning that corner? Was it just sort of... Either you weren't seeing the results that you wanted to see, or you were just sort of like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Well, I asked myself that question most recently, and okay. I think the answer I've come up with is lack of willpower. Okay. Um, I think now, uh, so we're now uh, working on almost four years later, um, and I think right now it's looking at it this this way. It's not about what I bought. Mm-hmm. It's not about the program or the diet plan. It's really about me right. and my commitment to trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm at a, p- a place where it's 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 all about the power within me right. to accomplish these goals. Right. Um, so my first goal I had set out was to weigh less than I had ever weighed before. Okay. So um, the goal was just do it. Just right. get up every day. When you wake up, have a mind frame, this is what you're going to do, and you complete it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that through each tiny accomplishment and, and each goal achieved, achieved, 
I was able to kind of encourage myself to keep going. Okay. Um, and it's through that encouragement that it continued to kind of give me that willpower to continue, you know, continue on this journey. Right. Was it a thing of when you decided to start working out that you were the type of person that would kind of go like like hardcore, go all in, you know, and you're at the gym, yes, you know, yes. six days a week and, you know, you're really cutting your diet to like extremes or what have you. And then after a while you couldn't take it. Yes. Um, it wasn't more. I wouldn't say I couldn't take it. I think what would happen is, um, you know, when you first get into it, you kind of shock your body. Mm-hmm. And then that shock, um, you know, after a while, would give you some pretty nice numbers. Absolutely. So I was getting some great numbers, and then the numbers got smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. smaller. And then I would get frustrated and just stop. I see. So. So it, it was just a thing of the frustration kind of would pull you, pull you away from it. Yes. So now you've, you've restarted your, your sort of fitness journey. Yes. And the means by which you're doing that is by following, you know, Herbalife. Correct. Now, I don't want to sort of push back on you or anything like that, but I, I don't know anything about Herbalife. Okay. Um, you know, I see people, a, a lot of people on my timeline that that use it and, you know, they're a part of the group in the community for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm skeptical of whether or not the actual products work. And, and that's that's not for me to decide one way or another, Okay. but sort of want to understand why you went with the Herbalife route rather than, you know, maybe Weight Watchers or, you know, a lot of these other groups that are, that are out there okay. that people tend to go to. Um, I did do Weight Watchers. Okay. And I lost 22 pounds on Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately ended up gaining it back. Um, the thing about Weight Watchers is you do have to go to the meetings to right. get support. Um, the difference between uh, Herbalife and Weight Watchers that I can tell is just the simple fact that it's really about your accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, with the community aspect of Herbalife, mm-hmm. you're literally getting text messages, you're getting phone calls, you're going to you know fit clubs, you're doing all this extra stuff mm-hmm. besides just doing meetings. Right. And it kind of keeps your mind busy. It keeps your body busy. And, and as long as you're doing the supplements and the shakes and the various different um, uh, supplements, it's actually working more than just, okay, well, I'm going to eat less or I'm going to count these points. Mm-hmm. It really is a, a like a, a whole lifestyle change. Right. Um, and I think for me, the biggest contributor to that is the fact that I really do have to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. But when I have those little moments where I'm a little weak, there's other people there to kind of say, hey, what's going on with you? Or what can we do mm-hmm. to make this journey better? So with that, was that something that you found to be the key component that was missing in the past? That that sort of, is it the accountability or is it the support that was missing for you? I believe it was the support. Um, I'm a slave to the scale. Mm-hmm. And with Herbalife, <laughs> we kind of have this joke where we say the uh, the scale is, is, is the devil and mm-hmm. the devil is a liar. <laughs> right. Because um, you can't just look at weight loss as just pounds. Right. You can lose inches. Um, you can lose fat. There's, there's, there's various different aspects to this that um, it's not just about what the scale's giving to you. Right. Um, for instance, I was the same weight for about two weeks. 
but I noticed that my shirts were fitting differently around my neck. Mm-hmm. So I went from a 22 to a, I believe it was a 19 and a half to 20 inch neck mm-hmm. um, in a matter of what, I think like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but my weight was, the numbers were, you know, the fluctuation was very, very small. Right. But there was an additional benefit basically from another product that I was using that was giving me that little extra. So given that your your process took you, um, you know, you said you've been doing this over over on and off for, you know, over four years or mm-hmm. so. Was there ever a point where you were just like, I don't two things. First, was there ever anxiety to start again? For you to restart and, and to just say, if I start now, like what is what is that going to mean as far as my past failures and, and going forward? You can't look backwards. Um, the biggest hurdle for every, almost everyone is they, they tend to look more at the past than they do at the present and the future. Um, I'm realizing that by working on my present condition, it's going to change my future. Mm-hmm. So if I just spent my whole life looking at the past, I'm not going to go anywhere because I'm always facing backwards. But the fact that I'm looking forward, that's really been a, uh, I guess a staple in the, in this process. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the end goal is really what everyone wants. You, Mm -hmm. you want, you want that ability to say, yay, I did it. Mm -hmm. And, And for me, I feel it almost every single day. I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer. And, and one day I'm just going to wake up and be like, Oh, wow. It's done. Right. It, it happened. But it's not over because now at this point, there's so much more to look forward to. Mm-hmm. There's more I can do. And and I think for me, it's 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 going to come down to, you know, what things can I now do that I couldn't do before? Right. So. So the second part to that then would be if you, you know, are going through your process and you have a, a setback or like a failure mm-hmm. sort of what do you do to to kind of address that? Because some people would, you know, just pick up and dust themselves off. Other people would sort of deny it. And then some would just see it as a reason as to why they should just stop and give up on it. So kind of where where do you fall in that and, and how do you deal with those things? The key to everything um, or almost at all aspects of life is to continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the realization is I'm a human being, mistakes are going to happen. I'm not perfect. Wasn't born perfect. Um, and with every failure that happens in life, you're supposed to learn. Right. And those learning experiences is what builds the character that you become. Mm -hmm. So for me, mistakes that happen, the flaws, the failures, they're all just part of the building process. Mm -hmm. And literally you take those experiences and you just continue to move forward with life. Um, And it's the same thing with your weight loss. Mm -hmm. You're going to gain weight. You're going to lose weight. It's going to happen. But the key is it's a process. Just keep moving. So with that, like you're saying that you just sort of just forgive yourself. And, and so there are, there are other people that in the light of forgiveness that sort of take a religious tint to this, that in light of forgiveness, there has to be sort of like this repentance kind of thing. And there's also inherently some, thought that punishment ought to be a part of this as well. 
in, in some strange way that they use sort of going to the gym as like a punishment for not having abstained from, you know, pizza or, or for, you know, not having been to the gym in, you know, a, a couple days or something like that. And more often than not, it's, it is a symptom of guilt okay. more, more than anything. So sort of when you do have those bad days or when you know that you didn't necessarily make the best decisions that you should have around sort of your, your weight loss plan or journey, you know, what do you do to sort of stave off that guilt to kind of keep you from really, you know, getting, not necessarily getting down on yourself, but, but really sort of attacking yourself in, in a way that can be counterproductive. That's where support comes in. Okay. And that's what I didn't have before. Okay. What happens is we have this thing we do every so often where we'll do, um, I can't think of the exact name of it, but we basically confess okay. our food sins, okay. so to speak, to one another. Um, and in doing so, it's showing each other that we're human. Right. Okay, you're going to have those bad days, mm -hmm. as I stated before. Um, and I think through doing that, it's nice to know that I'm not alone. Right. I'm not the only one who made this mistake. Um, by doing that, now we're able to say, okay, this is what's on the table. This is what happened. Let's pull each other up. Right. And instead of it being the, you know, crabs in the, the, the basket the barrel. or barrel yep. scenario, um, we're literally all holding hands trying to get up out of the same spot. Um, so for me, uh, for instance, if, if I have a bad day right now, um, um, Jackie is my uh, upline. Mm -hmm. So basically what will happen is like, hey, Jackie, I'm really struggling her first thought will be, all right, what can we do to help? Right. So, you know, like uh, she'll say, okay, well, come to the nutrition shop, have a shake, let's sit and talk. Let's make sure that you're going you're gonna to reach your goals. Um, the biggest, uh, I think, thing that sometimes people do is they bite off more than they can chew. Right. It's very, very important to start off with small goals. Okay. So if you say, I want to lose weight, don't say, all right, I want to lose 10 pounds in a month. Don't do it that way. Right. Just say, hey, you know what? I want to lose a pound. Okay, I lost that pound. I want to lose two pounds. And you kind of gradually do it. Okay. Um, I think uh, some people just get lost in that, that thought of, you know, I'm going to go on this weight loss journey and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be done tomorrow. Yep. It doesn't work that way. Like I said, I'm almost four years in, 50-something pounds, and I still have 100 and, oh, I want to say maybe 106 pounds to go. Okay. Um. And the crazy thing about that 106 pounds is uh, when I was about, I think, maybe 22, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to drive a very expensive sports car. Okay. It's always been a dream. I didn't have the money then. Right. Um, now I have the money. Problem is, I exceed the weight limit of the car. I see. Okay. So my ultimate goal, mm -hmm. and it may sound childish, it may sound silly, but I've been into cars since I was, like, four. Okay. Okay. Um, drove my first car at five. <laughs> but let's just... Sh <laughs> um, but I've, I've, I've owned, uh, I think I'm up to, like, 23 cars. Um, wow. Yeah. So I just I have a, a deep-rooted passion for cars. Um, so there's all these, you know, various different things that I can do, you know, driving extremes. But my goal is to drive a Ferrari 488 mm -hmm. around a track, five laps, and a true race. Wow. Right? But I need to get to 250 pounds. So my whole thing is, at this point, that's my ultimate goal. So that's that's the carrot that you're putting, you uh -huh. know, in front of yourself to ensure that that's where you yes. get to. Yes. 
So let me let me ask you about that then, because you know you're you're saying that that is that's your ultimate goal, like that's the the carrot that you're mm-hmm. having in front of me. I and I find it very interesting. Is that do you think that that goal is because I haven't heard any any anything about sort of being worried about the way that you look or mm-hmm. or feeling self conscious or that being sort of the reason that you started much of the reason that you said that you started was because, you know, you did a sleep study and Mm. the sleep study was terrifying, absolutely terrifying that, you know, multiple times throughout the evening, you know, you are stop, you you stop breathing and you're depriving your brain of, you know, oxygen. And, but there's, there's seemingly no sort of mention of did you do you feel self-conscious or anything like that because I know for me my weight loss journey and my doing these things like ultimately is like vanity like like I absolutely would be lying if I didn't say that like to me right in the short term it's absolutely vanity but in the long term it benefits me as you know a person not randomly just sort of up and dropping dead um but you didn't mention that, and I find that that interesting. And I'll tell you why. I want to live. Okay. Um, I want to live. Oh, my God, I want to live so bad. Um, looks come and go. Right. Okay, I'm 38 years old. Uh, I'm honestly, and I hate to say it this way, being you know what I weigh, but it's the truth. I'm honestly the best health I've been in God, let's see, maybe since I was 25. Okay. All right. Um I'm, I, I want to live. I want to see the world. I want to be able to get on a, a plane and not feel self-conscious about whether or not I'll be able to buckle the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to live. And, 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 you know, that car thing is, is my way of saying I, I did it. You right. know, I, I drove a car at 200 miles per hour on a racetrack. Like, that's living. That's mm-hmm. not worrying about bills. That's not worrying about, you know, how do I have to take care of this or what approach do I have to do to, 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 to I guess, rectify this problem? Um, for me, this whole beginning and end for this weight loss thing is really about living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to do this now so that my son doesn't have to worry about bad habits mm-hmm. because um, the one thing that uh, sometimes we forget as parents Every time we have a pizza night or every time we order Chinese mm-hmm. or every time we go out to a restaurant, that habit is being installed into our children. Right. And, and what happens is, especially, um, you know, as far as I see, whatever habits the mother and the father have mm-hmm. are typically tra- transferred down to, to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for instance, uh, you know, my, my, my dad was always huge into health. Now, I didn't pick up the, you know let me be a, a health nut like he was, mm-hmm. but all right, I want the arms. I want the, you know, chest. Mm-hmm. I had all that. Um, you know, I was pretty proud of my 18 year old body. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but I was proud of it. Right. Um, and then I moved away from home mm-hmm. and I got away from that, that habit. Um, so I kind of developed my own skills, but I never forgot. I remembered, okay, 25 reps, 50 pounds, bam, I'm on it. I knew exactly what to do, mm-hmm. um, but the problem was life got to me, depression got to me, and I started carrying all that weight, mm-hmm. and what became emotional weight began to manifest itself into physical weight. Okay. Um, and that's typically how people end up getting in, 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 into these conditions. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I'm shedding these weights. 
Right. Okay, I don't have the money for this bill right now. Okay, I'm not going to stress about it. When can I have it? Right. That's what I'm going to tell that bill collector. Um, oh, my job is acting up. Maybe it's time to start looking for another career. Can I go to school? I think the key to life is really trying to figure out ways out of situations mm-hmm. instead of putting yourself into situations. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I'm, I've really spent the better part of the last, we'll say, six months trying to dig myself out of situations. Okay. And the less weight I have, the more weight I lose. Right. So. I see. So the less weight that you have on your shoulders. Exactly. Sort of. So you... you in what you were just saying, you sort of hinted at having issues around, um, you know, depression and and sort of uh, having that sort of bring, be be part of the reason why you sort of gained mm-hmm. a lot of weight. And and um, was there a time where you sort of sort of talked to anyone about it and you know to to kind of bring that forward to to help alleviate that that stress on on yourself? Yeah. Uh, I am currently seeing a therapist. Good. Um, Good. That's a plus. Black folks don't usually tend to do that. And I struggled with it. I really struggled with it. Um, But I think I wised up to the fact that I need help. Right. Um, For me, what would happen is things would get so bad that I would snap at my kids for no Mm -hmm. reason, just being kids. Um, And I just found myself angry all the time. Mm Um, and I think, you know, by doing the therapy, um, it kind of helped me figure out different ways, um, to handle each situation as they came up. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot less angry now. Right. Um, even in my marriage, you know, in typical marriage, you're going to have issues, you're going to have arguments or whatever. Um, I've been better at taking a calmer approach versus, you know, being incredible hawk and, ah, right. you know, and I, I think it's been beneficial to the marriage. Um, it allows my wife to talk more. Um, so therapy is, you know, a plus in my book. Um, I know a lot of people kind of are embarrassed of it. But right. I think the truth of the matter is once you get over that embarrassment and mm-hmm. you go, you'll find out how, how helpful it really is. So let me ask you then a, a question is two questions. Sure. The first one is given everything that you've gone through to sort of help yourself, you know, realize your, your weight loss journey and, and bring yourself forward. Um, what would you say to someone that is struggling with this or they're, they're looking to begin their own journey and outside of, you know, Herbalife, just sort of as a person connecting with someone else who's who's really struggling with this and and they really sort of want some advice to to you know help um to help themselves you know what 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 kind of advice would you give them take a step and then take two and then take three and then before you know it you're walking and right. don't stop don't stop don't stop because the whole important key to weight loss and a happy life and all of it is not stopping if you have to take a break, that's fine, but don't stop. Um, I think it's important that people realize that the power is completely within you to just continue to move forward. Right. Um, and you're going to have days you, you're going to get tired, but then that's when you have to lean on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've for years uh, always wanted to walk that uh, Benjamin Franklin Bridge. And one day my church decides to say, hey, let's do it. So it should have been a two-mile walk. Right turn into a 32 mile walk yes 32 miles we walked from camden where my church is Mm -hmm. across the bridge 
and then um, I walked to um, Dave and Buster's. Oh, wow. Okay. And then we walked back. And then the very next day, I proposed to my wife. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but it was it was really about me crossing that bridge and getting to a point where um, I just had enough. Mm-hmm. And I think in this country, uh, maybe even globally, we're finding that there's a lot of people that have just had enough. Mm-hmm. You're sick or tired of being tired. I hate to mm-hmm. use that cliche, but it's the truth. Um, you know, there are countless numbers of people that have health issues all related to weight. Right. Um, there are people that couldn't have babies because of weight. Um, you shed that weight. I know it takes time, but that's the thing. It takes time, and mm-hmm. people forget that. Um, there is no overnight miracle. There is no take this pill and you'll lose weight tomorrow morning. Um, I think once a person gets rid of that um, that notion that weight loss is something that will just happen overnight, mm-hmm. I think they'll realize, yeah, I just have to keep moving. Um, so take that first step, take that second step and that third step and just keep moving. That's awesome. And then this, for the podcast overall, um, I have this thing where people can give advice, you know, regardless. So my favorite question to ask to get advice for people is to find out sort of what was the best advice that you never took? Best advice that I never took. Actually, um, it. <laughs> I pause only because I'm doing it now, uh, and you're talking some uh, 20 years later. Um, when I was 18 years old, someone told me to live life and never look back, mm-hmm. and I didn't do that. Um, I unfortunately got into a bad relationship at an early age, mm-hmm. and I looked back for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm kind of at the place now where I'm like, what happened happened um i can't control the past Mm -hmm. i can look at the present and change my future and i think that's where i am right now it's it's literally um a 180 um i the depression i think is alleviated just for the simple fact that i'm not looking back anymore right um and the fact that i'm so present-minded um it's been altering my future that is awesome so I just want to say thank you so much for, for doing this interview. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm pretty sure that my listeners will be incredibly excited at just hearing, you know, a regular person's sort of journey through this and and to and to honestly just get an honest opinion of, of what you're doing that's helping you, you know, and maybe this will inspire someone to, you know, take that first set step that leads to the second and third. Great. So thanks, Darnell. Not I appreciate it. Wasn't that a good conversation? I really appreciate Darnell coming forward and sharing his point of view, sharing the things that, you know, he experienced and the challenges that he faced that pushed him and started him on his journey toward a healthier life. Um, Speaking of which, I did the math. So for his sleep study, um, he said the doctor told him that he stopped breathing 160 times uh, in one hour for approximately 10 seconds. So that means that for about 1600 seconds, um, he wasn't breathing. Um, To put that into perspective, there are 3,600 seconds um, in one hour. To make this a little bit easier to digest, um, that means for 
27 minutes of the 60 minutes in an hour, Darnell wasn't breathing. And that's just in one hour. Um, if you multiply that out for, you know, let's say seven hours in an evening, um, about three of that seven hours, uh, he wasn't breathing. So that's close to, to being about half. Um, or if, you know, you're someone that sleeps eight hours, that's about three and a half hours that you completely stop breathing. Um, so that's super, super scary. I'm really happy that Darnell, that you did something and that you gave yourself, you know, the kick in the pants that you needed to be successful. Um, in this next section, uh, we talk with Nicole, um, and it's a really fun talk. Um, she has some really, really great insights, and she shares with us how her weight loss journey has basically turned her life around um, 180 degrees. Enjoy. Welcome to uh, Reluctantly Adult. Uh, please introduce yourself to the people. My name is Nicole Smith. And you are a friend of mine. Yes. We're friends. Yes. And uh, I specifically asked you onto um, the podcast because, you know, this topic is people's, you know, annual New Year's resolution, which is normally, or I shouldn't say normally, but a lot of people, they choose to pick losing weight as uh, a New Year's resolution for them. Exactly. And I know for you, you are in the middle of your, your weight loss journey. So, yes. um, you know, can you tell us how you sort of got to the realization that this was something that you needed to do? Well, I've been overweight my whole life. Mm -hmm. So when I first started years ago, it was mainly without any knowledge behind what I was doing. Right. It was just go to the gym, eat the most bland food possible that had no taste. Right. <laughs> it was like this was what this is what I was supposed to do. Right. But I really had no knowledge about it. Mm -hmm. it you know, so when as I got older and I started to get knowledge, mm -hmm. seeking knowledge and knowledge just being around me, meaning more health conscious people. Mm -hmm. Um, people that were having medical issues mm -hmm. and the doctors telling them, you know, you have to get this together. They're older. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them like, I don't want that to be me. Right. So I have to change. Right. Something has to change. And that's when it got real. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially the reason that you started was because you wanted to avoid what you saw other people going through or were you yourself going through some of those things as well? Well, initially it was just for vanity. I was just big. Mm -hmm. Then it became what I saw family members and friends going through medical wise mm -hmm. or health wise. I'm sorry. And seeing that what the doctor told them to do actually prevented them from further needing medications. Okay. Okay. Like diabetes and just different ailments where they where the doctors told them if you just watch your health, if you start off with walking and you eat right and pay attention to your nutri nutrition, mm -hmm. then these pills that you take daily can be avoided, which I've seen. Mm -hmm. Where it, it's like I don't need these pills anymore mm -hmm. because they got scared right. in a sense. Right. I didn't want to get have to be scared right. into health. Right. So I said, you know what? I see these pills on this person's mm -hmm. um 
cabinets and kitchen tables. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be me. Now, granted, there are some um, hereditary things that are right. just going to happen. Right. I mean, you just can't prevent that. But anything that I can prevent, that's what I need to do. I need to do something about it. Right. And it starts with health. Okay. So you said that when you first started, you essentially had no knowledge of what you were doing. None. (laughs) I was just doing it, you know, just, Mm -hmm. oh, I went to the gym. Oh, I ate chicken. Okay. (laughs) And and that was it. Yeah. That was it. So (laughs) were you one of those people that, you know, when you started going to the gym, like for you, it was you know, you just went really hard, like kind of balls to the wall and like, you know, you just, you just went out of control with it. When now or then? Then. Like when you first started. When I first started, I just went in there and saw what other people were doing Mm -hmm. and just did it. And I would say out of seven days, I would, let's say three, Mm -hmm. you know, three, I I didn't go full force. Mm -hmm. And again, it's probably because I didn't have the knowledge. And all I did was take classes, those okay. fun classes, which for some people is fine. Right. Like some, like Zumba or, yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, like, you know, Zumba or even a boot camp. But some of the gyms out here, they cater to make you happy in a sense mm-hmm. and not tell you the truth. Okay. So I say that to say the classes... Not that they're not supposed to be fun, mm-hmm. but they were fun. And it's like, all right, well, I'm not, nothing is happening. Like, okay. you know, so when I first went, it was A, I only went about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. B, when I went there, I took just general classes. Mm-hmm. Um, C, I just did what I saw everybody else mm-hmm. doing. And I figured, okay, they quote unquote did the knowledge part for me the getting the knowledge part so i'll just follow them so (laughs) for you it at at the time it was good enough to just you know be showing up and right and and just to say i'm i'm trying i'm doing something right and at what point were you just like "Eh, this this is not work like like was it a thing where you know after six months you were like huh maybe i should do something different or was this a thing where it was like this went on for years and you were just like years uh. it, it went on literally for years i'll tell you um i would say about three years ago i said you know what something has to change i'm wasting money i'm wasting my time mm-hmm. so um i at a work in Center City. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me, maybe me getting a gym membership in the city mm-hmm. so I can go during lunch would help. Okay. So I started doing that. And granted, I still had my membership in New Jersey. Right. But I said, well, maybe I can double up okay. my exercise. Okay. Do something during lunch, do something after, after work. But what would happen is I would do something at lunch and then figure, oh, I did something at lunch. I don't have to do anything extra. Right. Then it became, so I, that went on for a little bit. I would say at least about six months or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm paying for two gym memberships. I'm still not seeing a difference. Right. Now, mind you, I didn't mention anything about nutrition. Right. 
I was still going to Wing Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was still partying on the weekend. Right, right. And I'm like, what's not, what's not working? Right. What's not working? So I started to get advice from the trainers on staff. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily using them, right. but just picking their brain mm-hmm. on just little things. Because they were in shape and I see them exercising, just getting knowledge about um, not only fitness, but throwing in there the nutrition part of it. Mm-hmm. And based off of what they said in terms of the exercise portion, mm-hmm. that half an hour, because I have an hour of lunch, mm-hmm. And I need to take a shower, so I only would get, like, I have an hour of lunch, so I would only technically get a half an hour of working out. Right. Based off of the conversations with the trainer, they're glad I'm at that gym. However, that half an hour is not enough. Right. Your heart rate is just getting up at that point. Right. And then you got to stop and then go take a shower and get back to work. Right. So it was like, okay, although I thought this was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. It wasn't benefiting me okay. because I wasn't doing it long enough. So again, I'm seeking knowledge at this point. Right. And then um, I, you know, politely asked some of the trainers on staff, well, what do you eat? Mm-hmm. And they were very nice enough um, to me and writing it down. Mm-hmm. And I used that as a template. Okay. And I asked them, well, why this versus that? Right. Because I've always heard it's just as long as you have calories in, wait, as long as you burn more calories than you eat, then hey. Right. But it's about the right foods. Right, right. So again, I'm seeking. I'm seeking. And I would do my own research, but mm-hmm. ask the experts. How are you supposed to know something if you don't ask the experts? So I said, you know what? I'm going to have to bite the bullet. I canceled that membership, mm-hmm. kept the one that I have had in New Jersey, and started going harder. Okay. Now, granted, I didn't use a trainer at this point. Mm-hmm. So... I'm still doing the classes. I'm picking up weights, but I'm still not seeing the total change that I wanted. Now, at this point, I'm getting, um, what do you call it? Just more more intrigued with the information part of it, which is, in turn, making me want to physically change want right. to see how i change like basically all of the knowledge that i got was saying that you have the ability to change your body right if you put if you have consistency etc mm-hmm. so at this point i'm getting all this knowledge and i'm like i have to use it right right so it just happened that um my sister who is friends with a trainer at um j&j fitness mm-hmm. um his name is steve downing they went to high school together mm-hmm. she was inquiring his services for her husband. Okay. And she invited me to a um, his first training session. Okay. He's, he said, you know, I'll train your husband. That's fine. You know, I'd have to assess him, his yep. assessment. So she said, well, can I come? And he says, sure. So she invited me. Mm-hmm. So we went in there, and he gave us an assessment, and I was not as far as I thought I should have been. Okay. Meaning I was dying <laughs> like, all these years it, be... yeah it was it was tough yeah and i'm like okay i've been in this gym not this gym but i've been in the gym for years mm-hmm. and push-up was still a struggle sit-ups was still a struggle running to the fence and back was like taxing right right and I said, this is crazy. Right. You know, how can you do something for so many years and not have any change? Right. Right. So then, 
And I saw his passion. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was once where I was, Mm -hmm. you know, overweight, but got knowledge. Right. So I enlisted his services. Okay. And I said, hey. And that's where you started. So you started. that's when I say it got real. (laughs) So, so you you started with Steve. You said you said you started going on this uh, process about three years ago. Yeah. So, how long have you been working out with Steve specifically? For a year and a year and four months, I believe. Okay. So, essentially, that half. What I'm what I'm fascinated with is the, is the fact that what kept driving you was your want for more knowledge. Yes. That's that's sort of what what drove you. Not necessarily I mean, you used it to to focus on your body and to say, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see how having this knowledge and applying this knowledge to myself how it will change me yes. eventually, but like you said, it, it was vanity it's, that started you. Yes. But yes. What continued to drive you, it seems, was was finding the right information that fit for you. Correct. Because everything is not for everybody. Right. Certain things, just like even with nutrition, some people can have high carbs, low fat. Mm-hmm. And it works. I found my body, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So everybody is different, but you have to get that knowledge, which means you have to fail at some point. Right. You have to that that trial and error. So you bring me right into the question that I that I was leading you to, which is, how did you deal with a lot of these setbacks? Because it it sounds like there were there were a lot of of moments where you could have just been like, mm, fuck this, yes, I'm out. I'm out. like I I don't I really don't care anymore. Yes. Like I I don't want to do this anymore. You know I'm I'm putting I'm throwing away time. I'm throwing away money, and I'm not seeing you know what it is that I think I'm see I think I should be seeing. Right. You know how did you deal with that to to kind of keep pushing yourself forward because. You did a lot of research to eventually get you where you eventually where yeah. you got to, but but uh, to be fair, it took you about two years to get there. Yes, yes. Um, you know what? That's a good question, and I think that in the end, I saw myself saying, "I got it!" Like, voila. Like mm-hmm. I found, I th- it, it was basically, it was that knowledge. Like I know it can happen. Mm-hmm. And even with the setbacks, I mean, it had, to, if I had to think and I had to say one thing, I would say my support system. Okay. And, you know, my sister, mm-hmm. my brother, who's, he's in the fitness, things like that. But when it came to most recent, it was actually Steve and the trainers in this facility mm-hmm. now that I almost, um, one, didn't want to let down. Right, right. And two, they they told me about their experiences, mm-hmm. how it's okay, you're going to have those days mm-hmm. where you can't, but it's consistency. Right. Just the same way it didn't take, as it's very cliche, it didn't take overnight right. to get this on. Right. So it's going to take a while to get it off. Right. But before Steve, I would say it was my support system and the fact that I I just knew it. Like, it was just like, I knew it could happen. Mm -hmm. But after him, even with the hard work that um, we have to do in the gym, it was the fact that each and every day he pushed me, but each and every day he gave me more knowledge. I see. So let's say even if 
let's say even if my body didn't change, I like knowledge, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, to whether I help myself or help someone else. Right. So that still is a driving factor. Now I just have a trainer that's pushing me. So, okay. So you started with Steve about, you know, like you said, about about 16 months ago, 16, 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And so you, you are firmly like in the middle of, of sort of this, this transformation of yourself. Yes. And granted, and understand that. In these last in the last um sixteen months, I've lost seventy pounds. Six, wow! Wait, 60, congratulations. Sixty-five pounds, sixty-five, seventy pounds, which is which is in these last sixteen months, and I've been doing this for three years. Right. So, so <laughs> the condensed amount of time, like yes. just just dedicating yourself in in a different sort of way. Yes, was what kind of like sparked. It basically put into practice all of the knowledge that you had been gaining. Correct. And then it wasn't just about the scale per se. Mm -hmm. I really saw my body changing. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing muscles. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, yes, it's good to have the scale, you know, show a low number. But sometimes the person with the lowest number could look bigger than the person with the higher number. Right. So it really isn't about the number. So what I'm fascinated about now is that I see, I physically see it, mm-hmm. not just the pounds off. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just an exciting process mm-hmm. for me. And you're right, I'm in the middle because now I'm now my goal is to lean out more. Okay. Now I want to see my body form. Right. And really take shape. Okay. Yes, I have the number. The number is pretty good, pretty decent. But I can take this number and stay at this number, but shape my body. Right. So. Now, you know, you've you've gotten to you've gotten to a point where most people, like you just said, mm-hmm. most people would just say, I'm going to take this number. I'm going to walk away and and, I, and I'm done. Right. But it sounds like you have an ultimate goal that that you want to sort of work toward and and get to. And, and what what is that? Like, what's what's your overall like big time goal? Well, there's a possibility. I have to see how my body works of possibly getting on the stage. Okay. Whether it's physique or bikini. So like doing like fitness competitions? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Eventually. Okay. You know, eventually that would be my next goal because see, when, when I got in it, it started off a vanity. Like I said, Mm -hmm. even let's just only put these last 16 months. Mm -hmm. Vanity is, you know, still was vanity and health. Mm Mm-hmm. But as I go in there every day, the daily stresses of my life mm-hmm. are gone when I'm in there. Mm-hmm. When I say, they don't disappear, <laughs> but when I walk out, mm-hmm. it seems like I can handle them a lot better. So when so you walk it, out of the gym? Yes. So it's almost like I'm scared to stop for that reason okay. versus gaining weight. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a yeah. total, it's a total package. Vanity and health. Then the stresses. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, like, it, there are times I go in there and let's say Steve will look at my face and say, oh, what's wrong? I'm like, just the day, whatever, whatever. Go in there. He works the hell out of us. And I walk out like, I just did this. I just lifted that. I just went a whole hour and 20 minutes or an hour and a half. Hardcore. If I could do that in here, mm-hmm. I can handle this going out outside of the gym. Right. And it's helped that. I mean, like, when I don't go on my rest days, like, some people that are in, like, 
deep into fitness on rest days they don't like it because you're so used to moving i don't like it because i'm like you know i want all of that stress to be relieved right right it, it, it's a great feeling so my ultimate goal and th- and granted those were that was the start but then i'm like it can go further if possible mm-hmm. and with being around the like-minded people in mm-hmm. the gym it's like um, I can go a step further. I could mm-hmm. possibly be on the stage and seeing people in there that once were my size that have won competitions. Wow, okay. It's attainable. I'm mm-hmm. seeing people right here. Now, I'm not reading it on social media of this mm-hmm. person in Alabama. Right, right. I'm seeing them. Right. You know, and I talk to them and what were the struggles and very, so it's not a surprise when these things come up. Okay, yeah, this is supposed to come. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So when I come and face this obstacle in this journey, by talking to people that already gone through it, mm-hmm. it helps me to know, well, that person got past it. I can too. Right, right. So I would have, so to sum that portion, my next, my next goal is to shape my body more to possibly get on stage. I'm not saying necessary 2016. Right. I'm saying someday. Right. Which means I can't stop. Right. Absolutely. That, so because that, you know, that's that's sort of the carrot now that's that's keeping you going. Yes. Because inherently in moving yourself in that direction, it requires you to have more information. It requires you to uh, be more vigilant on the way that you focus on how you develop your body also because right. because you have to be very specific in the way that you train after a while right. and how you you know can get into competitions and everything like that right right so there's this there's this edict that says you know you know it's 10 percent of working out and 90 percent of your diet in the knowledge that you gained you know through the last couple of years have you found that to be to be true or Yes, yes. The percentage not at that exact, but it is more nutrition. Okay, it definitely is more nutrition because just to the average ear, it's burn more calories than you consume. Right, but it's deeper than that. Right, it really is. It's what are the calories? Because mm-hmm. technically, you can have four Snickers and burn and have that those calories and burn I mean yeah burn a little bit more than that that's not going to shape your body that's mm-hmm. not going to one is not going to still not going to make you healthy right right you know so it's 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 more than just that majority is nutrition mm-hmm. the physical part is where the shaping comes mm-hmm. comes into it and they say uh, I think it's a a phrase you're built in the kitchen, sculpted in the gym. I, I believe yeah. it's, I believe, don't don't quote me, but it's almost, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's in the kitchen. It so really the foundation is. The foundation is, is, what is what you eat because you, I mean, you could lose weight, but if you still don't have a, a, a shape or you look just blah, mm-hmm. because the nutrition part also helps the, the, um, the pigmentation of your skin showing mm-hmm. that glow this that you could lose weight by eating eggs all day but mm-hmm. you know you won't look healthy right it, it is i mean it comes down to the look so eating the right foods protein carbs and the fats mm-hmm. that not only helps your weight loss but it helps your appearance as well right. like you know the the quality of your skin and etc so right. the nutrition is is a huge factor so 
paint me a picture then okay. of of what it is that you eat, you know, on the daily basis. Does it does it change depending on if it's a gym day or a rest day? Yes, actually, it's only um, only one one item that changes on gym day versus rest day, and that's my pop tart. <laughs> um, <laughs> because on after you do an extreme after you do an extreme workout with mm-hmm. weights and cardio, you have to replenish your muscles. Mm-hmm. So you need the carb protein the carb protein ratio two to one. So I use my pop tart. Okay. As the carbs and my protein shake as the um as the protein. Okay. But on a day that I work out, that pro that pop tart is not needed. Okay. Because I didn't have it t- torn my muscles. Right. But on a daily basis, I try to change my I try to change my diet around every like three months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on because you, it it gets old fast some right. certain foods, but I try to stick to. Three main sources of protein, and that's chicken breast mm-hmm. because it's less fat, tuna, and turkey. Okay, ground turkey, turkey patties, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for my so that's my protein and my protein shake, mm-hmm. the whey protein. Then when it comes to fats, I use almonds and bacon. Okay, and I still keep that under um, a certain number. And again, my numbers come from what my trainer and the nutritionist on board mm-hmm. um, let me know. When it comes to, I keep my sugars low, period, mm-hmm. because sugar craves sugar. So the right. more sugar you have, the more you want. So, mm-hmm. um, and my vegetables, my broccoli and my green beans, and my carbs. I have the the classic oatmeal, but then I also have crackers like mm-hmm. wheat thins, like low sodium wheat thins, and I try to watch my sodium intake. Mm-hmm. And the number one, wait, I'll say the number two. The first one is is whey protein as being uh, the one of the best things but mm-hmm. boiled eggs really absolutely now and everybody doesn't like boiled eggs but a lot of people in the nutrition world they say egg whites mm-hmm. which is good which is fine right but boiled eggs have been my saving grace and i say that because again by getting knowledge mm-hmm. when you're hungry especially at night you sometimes you crave like sugars or sometimes you crave carbs mm-hmm. When you get a good source of protein, such as a boiled egg, it makes up for all of the things that you lack. Okay. It turns into what you need. Mm-hmm. So having that knowledge, period, period, made me want eggs more. Okay. So it start again, it goes back to just the knowledge factor. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, um, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm watching TV. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I need something to eat. Yes, I am going to crave some bread, but I can't go to sleep on bread. So... Let me get that egg. Let me see if that really works. Right. For me. Right. So so let me ask you then about um about your relationship then with food. Okay. Like did you have a bad relationship with food because it sounds like you're you're incredibly disciplined mm-hmm. in your in in the way that you approach your food. So I, I I'm wondering if you have any struggles around sort of abstaining from certain foods or or turning away from certain foods. Do I have struggles? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I could say one, well this is a beverage, but alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when when you know when we go out and stuff like that. And um chicken wings. Okay. The little like buffalo wild wing type of mm-hmm. things. Girl. <laughs> Even the ones at Walmart. Like I'm just a chicken wing. Like I love it. Like right. I don't know. It, it's the fat. It's the the. I don't. I don't know. But those are the those chicken are the wings. Most of the time, if I go out to 
a restaurant, I would crave wings. Mm. That's what I. That's what I like. It, so. So how do you put yourself in a position to to not have to deal with that to 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 a either not have to deny yourself those things okay or if you do have them like how do you kind of forgive yourself for having gone there one if i have them i try to have them immediately after workout okay so it kind of somewhat makes me feel like I burned it. Right. Like right. I sometimes I hope Steve don't hear this. Um, like after the session, uh-huh. let me let me run to Walmart real quick. Right. And get some wing, like a couple wings. But that helps me mm-hmm. in a sense. And then I don't want to like overindulge later. So I will have it when I have that that kind of craving. Okay. And sometimes I feel bad only when I overdo it. Okay. Like, let's say I don't, let's say a Sunday, like Sundays I don't work out. Mm-hmm. And if I have some wings, I would most likely feel worse on that day than I would on a day that I worked out. Okay. But then what, where I would mentally go is I'm about to work out tomorrow. He's going to kick my ass anyway. So I'll burn it off. <laughs> so you, you don't necessarily stress over it as, as. Not now. No. Okay. And I think it's because, well, I know it's because I know what to do to get my get back. Okay. So if I have it on Sunday and Monday I did gain two pounds, mm. I know how to get back by Saturday. So it, it's a thing that now you're aware of my sort of body. what to do. But in the past, would you would you yes. have beaten yourself up for Absolutely. it? Or? I would just be like, why did I have it? Because it all starts like, it'll say, I don't, I'll have one bad thing. Mm-hmm. Feel bad. Mm-hmm. And then say, well, shit, I already, um, I ate bad, so let me just get keep some going and keep and, going and just yeah. So it'd be the like a slippery feel, slope. Yep. And then the next day, I'm like, dang, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back to it on Monday. I'm back to it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's not as bad because again, I have the knowledge to know my body, mm-hmm. what works for me, like I know carbs are not my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't crave carbs any. Yeah, I don't really crave carbs. The carbs are like breads and cookies are not my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I can't have it. I can't eat it. That's fine. But I know, all right, I messed up. I went to a party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday, no carbs. Mm-hmm. Meaning take the oatmeal out. Take the the um, crackers out. Mm-hmm. Just strict to protein and healthy fats. Boom, mm-hmm. I'm back by Friday. Wow. That, that's incredible that, <laughs> that you sort of know how to kind of, how to, kind of look at, you know, everything that you've eaten and everything yes. that you've done and, mm-hmm. and to basically be able to troubleshoot where it is and then, you know, adjust yourself in that way, but to do it in a way that is that you're that you're not attacking yourself for having done right. it. Right. And granted I don't I don't do that often because I because I know mm-hmm. what to do. Because that's not healthy either. Like right. to Gain it's like, okay, I'm going to gorge on this and then, you know, turn around and just deny my body. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy anyway. Right. So, again, I know what works for me, which means I had to fail. Right. So, what, what then would you... Okay, so you have you have a very positive approach to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're very incredibly positive to this. Um, and it sounds like you have gotten to a place where you can kind of forgive yourself for any mistakes and everything yeah. like that. You know, how did you manage to get there? Like, did you always start at that place? Have you always been at that place? Or has this been something that, 
you know, as you've been working out for, you know, the last three years and then with Steve for the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 16, 18 months, has this been something that you've developed in the process as your body changes? It it developed, it developed in the process. Okay. Um, Because even in the past, I was on Weight Watchers and lost at the beginning. Then it slowed down. And I'm like, well, why this, Mm -hmm. that, and the third? And granted, I got down, but not down to the point where I couldn't get back up. Right. Um, so it has developed. And again, here's the, the fitness part of it. Going into the gym and really doing an extreme workout, pushing yourself, Mm -hmm. even though it's physical, Mm -hmm. it's so mental Mm -hmm. and knowing I can do that there, I can, you know, change it out in the world, meaning in my mind, mm-hmm. and I can change it in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That that was a crucial part of it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm in here. I started off lifting 10 pounds. Now I can lift 60 and mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And that's the physical part of it. But it also transforms into your mind. So I'm like, wow, I never thought I could do that. So let me... Um, take that into everyday life, which includes the nutrition, mm-hmm. which includes any aspect of my life. Like mm-hmm. I was a person that rarely looked people in the eye. Really? Really. Like I rarely look people in the eye and it, it was a confidence thing or a lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I'm telling you the physical part of it being in that gym mm-hmm. cha- has changed me. Like I just, walk like I was a person like like I knew how to I know how to dress and put things together but mm-hmm. I would be that person to not be noticed mm-hmm. very like very reserve myself mm-hmm. like you know wear the basics colors mm-hmm. the basic types of outfit I didn't want people to be like oh look at you because mm-hmm. I was big because of that lack of self-esteem mm-hmm. in a sense but after changing my body, I'm like look at me I don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I got more to go I have right. more work to do but my whole mental mm-hmm. has changed. And that's and I'm like, well, if I was there and I'm here, then imagine if I continue to stay positive, mm-hmm. how far I could go. Right. Like you people talk themselves out of stuff. Right. Like what you put in the atmosphere, that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So you saying, Oh, I, I can I, I this won't work. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You start to believe it. You really believe it. And the people around you believe it too. Right, right. So your approach is is to just be, you know, just to be positive toward it. Yeah. Now, I've grown to that. Mm-hmm. I, I've literally grown to that. Mm-hmm. And... It was a it was a process. It was a process. Have there been sort of any challenges or sort of anything that has happened that because that now that you've you found this new confidence in yourself that you were able to say, you know what, I'm absolutely not going to deal with this anymore. Like absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to walk away from this. From anything from in, absolutely. I just broke up with my boyfriend. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> So you were just like, I'm not dealing no, with your crap anymore. I was like, and we were together seven years. Wow. Seven years. I took a lot of shit. Right. Um, And it was because of the lack thereof of confidence. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm in a relationship. I mean, it wasn't bad, bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it wasn't like 
oh my gosh. Um, but I took a lot of shit and I did it because I didn't have that confidence within myself. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is he saw it. He saw it, which is funny because Steve be like, don't have him come to the gym, please. Because <laughs> he saw like my demeanor starting to change. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like I, like I had the ability to change my body. Mm-hmm. Just by staying consistent, mm-hmm. just by having the right people around me and being positive. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I in something negative? Mm-hmm. Like, everything around me is positive. Right. I'm changing. I'm changing me. Now, I, I'm not taking it. It was like less and less date nights, less and less. I think he saw it. So one time he said, yeah, well, I never wanted a real skinny. Ch- I mean. Yeah, I never really wanted a skinny chick anyway, because he thought I was doing it just to be skinny, which right. that happened. Yeah, that was years ago. Yeah, right. that was that was the initial reason. That why was you the started. initial reason. Right. I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I'm smaller, you know, we go out more. Or da, 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 da. It, it was that, right. but now I'm like, forget it. Like I'm doing me. Right. So I I was able to walk. I was able to walk away, and I tell people you know, family and friends, like, if I was the Nicole today that I was, if I was the Nicole today and he was the person who I met, I wouldn't have never got with him. Wow. And I promise you, it's not because of anything but this whole weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because your your Everything mentality else is, is, is completely it's, different. It's totally It changes your mind. Right. That if I if I am who I am today, and he was the same person he was when I went, met him, absolutely not. That's incredible. That's that's amazing <laughs> to think that you know going through this whole thing has has essentially you know changed how you approach things, changed how you approach yourself, absolutely changed changes how you approach other people, which absolutely. then asks leads me to ask you, you know what do you do when naysayers come to you? Because you had to have had issues with, you know, people telling you this is not going to work or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing this for no reason, Mm -hmm. you know, basically just being very negative toward your journey. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what did you do to, to kind of block them out? And one thing that you did forget was, Oh, you're too skinny. Now you need to stop that. That's an, that's, that's the, the other (laughs) side of this. So, you know, what what did you do to to deal with those things? Well, because to me that's, that's crazy. Yes. But I started making friends with those that I work out with, such as Mm -hmm. Elisa. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have Steve's, my trainer's number. I would text him sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're saying this and the third. And he would pet me up. Mm -hmm. And it's it's about being around like-minded people. Right. It's, I hear what you're saying, and then it's, I changed the subject. I mean, initially, don't 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 get me wrong. It didn't start off like that. Mm-hmm. It would we would go back and forth, people, mm-hmm. you know, fam- family members and all. I mean, not that they don't want me to, they want me to fail or not nothing, anything, but they've experienced them not succeeding, right, in their process because they got um, tired and they didn't have that dil- due diligence to keep going. Mm-hmm. So initially we would go back and forth and I would just plead my case, plead my case, but I was always outnumbered. It wasn't mm-hmm. just one-on-one. It was always a couple people. Right. And all of those couple people have failed. 
which is fine. You have to fail, but you just got to get your ass back up. Right. So when it became that, and then I would go into the gym, talk to my workout partner, talk to my trainer, and tell them different conversations, and they would have they would pump me back up. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where I'm like, when it comes up, thank you for your advice or your opinion. I'm good. And just next let it go. Sub- next subject. Wow. You're not changing me. You're not. So given sort of this this very interesting transformation that you've had over these these last couple years mm-hmm. you know what would you tell someone who two 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 different people okay. a, pers- a person that number one is um just starting you know and they're okay. they're anxious about it they're worried about it you know and and they may even already have those voices of doubt that may be coming from themselves and you know what what do you tell them to kind of get them started and and to get them you know feeling ready to do this first have fun when you first when you first start off go off go out there to have fun mm-hmm. just to get yourself acclimated mm-hmm. and that can be a very short period of time it could be a month or so etc but first go out there and have fun mm-hmm. as you're having fun use the sources around you to get knowledge mm-hmm. that's that's what works get knowledge yes it's like okay um this you know this big and i'm you know overweight this that, and the third i don't want to go to the gym and mm-hmm. i may not be able to succeed do something that you like that's physical to mm-hmm. start off because then you'll meet other people in the same situation where you can be one another's support mm-hmm. and mind you at that same time get knowledge mm-hmm. Then from there, after that's completed or at least um, gotten you to the point where you can move forward, mm-hmm. then add another, add something else. But the basis is to, to get the knowledge. Make friends with people that have been where you've been. You go to being where you want to, that are where you want to go. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the gym... And you just make friends in the locker room, men's locker room, women's locker room, on the treadmill. And you make, you know, make friends with them. Be, mm-hmm. be social. You'll be surprised how many people want to help. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to, you know, like for me, if, if I'm on the treadmill and someone asks me, well, how did you, mind you, I'll, I'll say it like this, I go to Virtua. And um, I, on, on the side, like when I'm not with Steve, I'll do my cardio mm-hmm. um, there. And people, they have seen me when I've taken the Zuma class, how I was before. And when I come in, they say, you know, you look great. What are you doing? And I share my knowledge with them. So anytime that someone asks, I give them the knowledge to to get them started. So what about someone who, you know, is, you know, possibly in between their journey mm-hmm. and, you know, they may have plateaued? What What advice would you give them? If they can afford it. I would say actually get a trainer. Mm-hmm. If not, um, step it up, meaning scale down on something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's if you've been doing 1,800 calories, scale down to 17. Mm-hmm. Take it slow, though. Mm-hmm. Don't go from 18 to 12. Mm-hmm. Take it slow because mm-hmm. there's going to be another plateau as mm-hmm. well. And if it's fit more the physical aspect of it, then you go to the gym for an hour, mm-hmm. go for about an hour and a half. Okay. So just sort of tweak tweak it. your your Don't approach. change it. Tweak it. That's, okay. that's the perfect word for it. 
And so I guess the the last thing that I'll ask you, you know, as we as we wrap up this conversation um, is uh, a question that I've developed to be one of my favorite so far Mm -hmm. is, you know, what's the best advice that you never took? The best advice that I never took? Yeah. Leave him. It's like, no. um. Um, Clearly, you took. I that know. Advice. I mean, I took it now. Yeah. I mean, they said that years ago. Right. But um, tag that I never took. Mm-hmm. You know, just advice about either life or um, just any trust part. your instincts. Not all the time do um, do I do that. I, I have a feeling about certain things, but mm-hmm. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, and end up getting hurt sometimes. So your the advice that you never took was well, but now I take it. See, I don't know. But but that but that's fine. In in the sense that you know, originally that wasn't that wasn't where you were. No, no. But and then that still kind of piggies piggy piggies back off of the nutrition and the fitness world because mm-hmm. now I'm like, you know, you're not wasting my time. Right. Right. If you're not going to be in my life in a positive aspect or if I feel something negative, whereas before it would take me a minute Mm -hmm. to find out after being hurt, et cetera, it could be female, male. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I don't have time. I got things to do. Right. I got more knowledge to gain. So I would I, I would say that in a sense. Is, is and that's more recent than anything. Well, that's awesome. Um, that is that that is. I, I think that is amazing. Um, Nicole, thank you so much for thank you for talking to me. me you know, <laughs> and you know, reaching out to people and and sort of giving them you know a, a regular, nice, down to earth person's point of view on uh, their fitness journey and their health and their you know their weight loss story. And I really appreciate you taking this time. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> That was such a great conversation that I had with Nicole. Uh, We had a lot of fun recording that. Um, Shout out to my dog Storm for barking in the background. Um, That was just a really great um, conversation because Nicole definitely pointed out some really key factors as far as really seeking out information and, and knowledge about not only what lanes you should pursue as far as working out, but also ensuring that you're getting information that is relevant to the journey that you want to take, that's relevant to your body type, and that's relevant to your ultimate goals in the end. Uh, so that's really great advice. In the next conversation, I talk with another friend of mine, Phoenix, um, whom I went to high school with about her surprise weight loss journey reveal on Facebook and the interesting approach that she took to her weight loss journey. Um, This is also another really, really fun um, interview, and I think you all will enjoy it. Here goes. Welcome to Reluctantly Adult. Please introduce yourself to people. Hi, everybody. My name is Phoenix. Um, Kowalski, I guess, if you want my full name. (laughs) (laughs) Or we can just go with Phoenix. That's cool. That's fine. Either whatever. Well, at this point, everyone knows your last name. They can stalk you if they feel necessary. (laughs) Cool. So Phoenix and I have known each other for a bazillion years. It's actually weird for me to call her Phoenix because I usually never call her (laughs) by that name anymore, ever. 
Um, <laughs> a guy that we went to high school with, uh, his mom somehow got her name messed up and called her Priya. And from that day, I have refused to call her Phoenix and I call her Priya. Uh, so well, if you hear yeah. me call her that, <laughs> it's it's literally automatic for me. Like, I don't even think that her name is Phoenix anymore. So my bad. <laughs> but... Um, so the reason that I wanted to have you on is that I want to say, I guess, back in September or October, uh, you posted a very surprising um, status update on Facebook where you sort of came out and disclosed to everyone that you had, you know, lost a lot of weight and, you know, it was something that you felt that you needed to do. But I felt like going through the comments and, you know, everyone congratulating you that there was also a lot of shock. So can you talk about sort of how you how you got to that point to to using Facebook to open up in that way? Um, I don't even know. I feel like uh, the fact that I gained the weight in the I, I, nobody even knew that because I was actually in Seattle and then I was in Utah and then I was uh, everything I would post would just be about my son. Mm-hmm. Um, I never like I never wanted to take any pictures of me because I got to a pretty bad point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I didn't even want to share with anyone that I was working out or eating differently or losing weight because I thought that if I did share, if I failed or anything, then I don't know. Yeah. I did I didn't want anyone to know. So then I was like feeling a little bit good about myself because I just took this picture. I was like, you know, let me just put it on Facebook. And I did, and I thought I was going to get, like, 30 likes tops, and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. So 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 now this leads me to ask you two questions. The the first one is why you were so shocked that that people would support you. Um, Because from from what I've seen, there are a lot of people, especially in your, your core support group, that have always supported you. So why were you so leery of, of, of putting that out there? Because, um, like I said, I was kind of in the shadows. I went into hiding. Like, I would cancel hanging out with people and stuff. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the people that actually were supportive of that picture didn't even know that I had gotten to the weight that I had started at when I started. So it was just like, it was was kind of a big thing to even share that with um, people that I let myself go and let myself get up to what I was before. And it, it was just... It was just surprising, and it felt good. It felt pretty positive because I thought I didn't. I don't know. I just thought no one was gonna say anything. Right. Uh, it was uh, yeah, but they did, and it was pretty cool. That's awesome. It was encouraging. Yeah. So the the second question that you know what you what you were saying that that brought up is that you you inherently kept it a secret, which means mm-hmm. you know you weren't necessarily looking for the support of others because you were afraid that. I, I guess there's a there's a level of accountability that you were not necessarily looking to be held to by by, yeah. by others. Is is that what it was? Yeah, that's I it just I didn't want to be like uh, I'm gonna do it. I I don't know. I can't even explain it. Uh, I just didn't want to share it because I thought that if I messed up, then I would have to deal with. I don't know how to put it in the words. I would have to deal with people just seeing that I failed at something. I, I already felt that I failed by getting to that weight. So I didn't want people to think that I was trying to start something and not finish it. Just be like, oh, yeah, there's no way she's going to do that. No way. 
no way she's going to lose that weight. And I did. And it happened pretty fast. So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> so let me then ask you, you know, because this is something that everyone's going to to want to know. You said that you lost the weight pretty quickly. You know, was it because that you were doing like Weight Watchers or something like that? I mean, you said that you were eating differently and you had changed sort of your your routine, but specifically what was it that you were doing to, to sort of get yourself on track and to, to, I, oh, sorry. No, no worries. (laughs) Go ahead. I was using my fitness pal, the app, Mm -hmm. which I still have on my phone and I use it every day. Um, and I've been counting calories. I just count my calories. And then, uh, in the beginning I didn't even exercise that much. I did like the walk, but then I started doing, Kiera Lachey videos on YouTube. She, oh my God, she is my idol. I need to meet her. She needs to be my best friend. I already wrote her a letter and she posted it on her Facebook. She's just some personal trainer. She has like 10 minute hip hop, like weird twerk videos and Uh like silly stuff like that. And she just made it really fun and they were really quick. And I did those and I counted calories and then the weight just fell off. And that's awesome. So yeah. so your whole thing was sort of I'm going to turn inward to myself and I'm going to to really buckle down and start doing this. Yes. So I want to ask then the or a really difficult question of, you know, what kind of led you to to sort of gain all of this weight and to have to make this decision um to 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 lose weight. Um I don't know if I I had my son and I was far away from my family. Um, I got really bad postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was just horrible. And then we lived in Utah after Seattle. We were all over the place and it was just, I was lonely and sad and just eating. Um, and then we finally moved back here and had some more stuff happen. And I don't know, but it was a, a culmination of just like me being depressed and everything. And then on the anniversary of, my best friend's death, mm-hmm. I actually was like horrible in a horrible place. So my mom and dad and family actually, they, they're not even together. They're divorced. They mm-hmm. all came to one house and they had this big intervention for me mm-hmm. to try to get me back on track. Just like, just for my like m- mental health, right. I guess I'm like choking up right now talking Aww. about it, <laughs> but so- they just, yeah, I don't know. So, so essentially, like it was, it was, it was depression that that sort of was setting in, and and just turning to food as as a means to kind of console yourself mm-hmm. um, for for whatever the issue was, because it it seems like you you couldn't necessarily pinpoint it outside of you know the postpartum depression, which I I don't know if a lot of people believe that this still happens like I, I think they think that it's something that used to happen like this was an 80s thing and it no longer happens anymore <laughs> like I, I don't know um I, I don't know but you know I I hear like a lot of you know like our parents you know women their age saying yeah you know I had really bad postpartum postpartum depression but in the 80s like a lot of people didn't know what to do about it and like now mm-hmm. it's just like yeah I I don't hear people come I don't hear people saying that they had it um no one really wants to talk about it because having a baby is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. But 
oh my gosh, I was like diagnosed with it by, from a doctor and everything. Like I, some of the thoughts I had and some of the, uh, the way I felt after he was born was just not okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, because you were diagnosed by your doctor, did you like talk to a therapist or anything about, about where you were and how you felt? I actually didn't. I just, I got on, um, some antidepressants and then I stopped taking them and I don't know. I was all over the place. <laughs> not taking care of myself. Right. So what essentially like spurred you on or, or motivated you to say, okay, today is the day that I stop. Was it, this was my new year's resolution kind of thing or was it, I just woke up one day and I need to, to get this done. Um, I feel like I started, I had the phone, the my fitness file app downloaded on my phone mm-hmm. from like a year before I even started using it. So I knew it was there. Um, I think she's not listening and I'm not even going to tell her about this, but my stepmom, I hate her. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> she, I was talking my talk and like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know what? I need to get that gym key from you. Cause I want to go to the gym. And she made some comment that was like, Oh, one at Phoenix was getting all excited about this again. This cause I like, I don't know the, she, that one comment. I was like, you know what? Okay. All right. I see. Okay. So it was kind of a, like, I'm going to do it purely because she thinks that I won't stick with it, which ended up being really good for me, actually. <laughs> so it, you just were like, oh, I'm going to show you. Like, yeah. you have no yeah. idea. Like, this is about to go down. And at the end, your mind is going to be what? Blown. Done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a really silly reason. But like that on top of everything. And she was like the icing on the cake. I was, mm, OK, whatever. I'm going to actually do it now. I'm going to succeed. Well, that's fine. Like she was, she was sort of the catalyst to kind of get you there and, and, and to make you say, you know what, this is happening and you're all going to deal with it kind of, kind of situation. So how long was your, was your, your journey? Um, because I mean, I think you posted a couple weeks ago that you're not completely at the end, but you're, you're essentially there. You're, you're essentially there. I think you said that you have a couple more pounds that you wanted to lose personally, like for yourself, for, for like your mind. But overall, mm-hmm. I would, I, I don't know. I might be putting words in your mouth, but overall it felt like you were essentially at the end. Like you had, you had made it to your goal. I, I mean, I had, I set little goals along the way. Um, and the goal that I had, I'm actually stuck right now. I'm at a plateau. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hadn't lost anything for a little, like a, actually a good couple months. Um, but I haven't gained anything either. So that's good. But the goal that I hit was I'm the smallest I've ever been, Mm -hmm. but I want to get, I want to lose like 20, 30 more pounds just to get past that. So I can, I don't know. I can't. (laughs) So essentially like you just want to get to a point where you, where it's, it sounds like you want to get to a point where it feels real to you. Like, like, yeah. like where you are right now, like, you're like, this is okay, but, it, but it doesn't necessarily feel real. Yeah. So then let me ask you, like, what, what has it been like as far as your mind, your mind actually catching up to where your body is now? Um, because I know that that is a challenge for people where your, your body can wholly change, but your mind and, and the way that you relate to people can be completely different from, from what you wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like I still don't know what actual size I wear. Right. Yeah, I still don't know what size I am. I feel like when I was, before I started, I would sit and look back on pictures of what I used to look like and just be like, wow, like, I want to be, there's a funny picture online that says something like, I want to go back to being as fat as I was when I thought I was fat. Right. And I, I used to say that all the time because I used to look at these pictures of myself and be like, I can't believe that I think, I don't know. I wanted to get back to what I was and now I am like a little bit past that. And now I'm looking at myself in pictures again and I'm like, oh, I can lose more weight because I still, I don't know. <laughs> just, I, I look at, my mind's all over the place. I'm looking in the mirror, I'm trying on clothes that didn't fit before and now they fit and like stuff that I used to wear. It's just, my mind is blown because I don't, yeah, I can't process it. It is, it is hard. And it is weird that I still think that I have a lot more weight to lose when, like, a year ago I was looking at, if I were to look at it as, like, time travel and whatever and look at a picture of myself from today, I would be happy with this a year ago. But now that I am where I am now, I want to lose more. So, you know what, in in, uh, the last interview that I did, the person that I was talking to said the same thing. And she said, uh, I could stay where I am. She said, the weight that I'm at right now is fine. It's totally fine. She was like, I could take it. She was like, the number on the scale is great. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But now I want to see what else my body can do. My body is yeah. transformed so much. Like, I, I want to see how far I can take this. Is is that where you are right now? Yes. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly really cool. where I am. And I'm at such a, like, I'm not, I'm not skinny. No, not at all. But I am definitely different than what I was before. Like I can feel my collarbones and stuff that I just forgot I had for a while there. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to, like I have man wrists. I want to just be able to go to Forever 21 and buy a fucking bracelet that will be able to get over my wrist and like be able to do that. I, I have more to lose. I want to go. But at the same time, my mom says, yeah, fine. You look great. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think, um, I think it's mom's <laughs> duties to say that, like, because, like, low-key, like, they do really have to love us regardless. Like, you could be a hot, smelly mess. And she's like, well, you're my hot, smelly mess. I love you. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it, it has to be that way. Um but you know what I, I I absolutely understand sort of where you're coming from as far as wanting to walk into sort of air quotes here, like a regular store and and to be able to purchase something right off the rack and not have to worry about whether Being or not around for a size or something, yes. Right. And uh, and, and yes. not have to have that self consciousness that comes around you. Um as a result of, of then having to root around for your size, like being able mm-hmm. to walk into any store and grab what you want and just walk out the door. Um, yeah. So let me then ask you about where your confidence is and, and if you had taken a hit before, because I, w- I would say that you had if, you know, you were avoiding hanging out with people and avoiding taking pictures of yourself, I would say that your your confidence had taken a hit, which I find interesting because I know you as Phoenix the singer, Phoenix the performer, Phoenix the theater weirdo. So, <laughs> like, you know, I, I kind of want to understand sort of how that, that part of your life was affected, if at all, um, you know, at the time that you had, you know, not started losing weight and, and you were kind of in this place where you were retreating from people. 
Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't want to do anything. My confidence took a huge hit. I couldn't do anything. I didn't even want to leave the house or go anywhere. And I don't know why, because people wanted to hang out with me and wanted to. But I've done this flip-flop cross-country so many times Mm -hmm. that, like, I just didn't want to, I don't know, surprise anyone or anyone be like, whoa. Like, I didn't want to experience that reaction, like a little side-eye or like a, I can't believe she got that. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but... (sighs) It, like, it sounds like you wanted to sort of protect yourself against the possibility of disappointment yeah, from other people and, and sort of whatever their expectations of you were, you wanted to, you wanted to kind of protect yourself from that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> I, I just I just find that to be interesting is is that to to kind of close yourself off um, because it, everyone else that I talked to in the two interviews prior to yours, they've been talking about how much support has been ha, has played a huge role for them in the way of accountability, but also in the way of um, just just support, like just if you get down on yourself, you know, there are other people around you to, to kind of help pick you up. And, and help you move forward. But to you, like for, I'm, from what I'm hearing it's from you, opposite. it's a complete yeah. opposite, which I actually wholly identify with you more so than I do with them. Because for me, I'm just like, I got myself into this situation. I'm going to get myself out. No mm-hmm. one else helped me. So I'm going to ensure that no one helps me get, get myself out of this. Um, yeah. Like I won't, I won't post like a gym selfie or anything. I'm not talking about what I did or the, like other than the, two maybe three posts I've made over the last year like it wasn't like I just went on this run or I just like I'm glistening from all the sweat like I didn't do any of that I was just like no one needs to know when they see me to see me I I got this I could do this yeah like (laughs) you you have yeah you have not you're right you you've literally only posted maybe three pictures that have (laughs) referenced anything uh, uh, remotely about your weight loss um, and I think the first post was the most extensive afterwards. Like they've, they've been really short. Like, mm-hmm. I think you posted a, 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 like a now and then sort of picture and your caption for it was just, wow. And that was it. Like you just, <laughs> you just left it there and you were like, that's it. Like, that's all I can say about this. Yeah. So let me ask you, like when you were in the thick of like, like kind of, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> Of, of kind of working through, you know, your weight loss journey and, and changing everything, what were the challenges that you faced? Um, I don't... What challenges did I face? I feel like it was entirely too smooth, which is why the last two months or whatever of my plateau really sucked because it was continuous and everything was going... I wasn't getting, like, hunger pangs. I wasn't suffering I loved exercising all of that stuff and now I'm just like mm, well this sucks I want to eat that brownie Halloween candy and Christmas that's what's happening now and it, but last year around this time that didn't even bother me at all like I wasn't at my family's Christmas dinner like oh my god I just, I, I'll have that piece of pie I'll have that last year I was just, I don't know I'm babbling 
so much right now. No, you're fine. And I didn't even answer your question. <laughs> no. So, I mean, essentially your answer is that you didn't really have any any major challenges or, or any major setbacks, which Mm-mm. now you're saying like the, the, the major challenge that you're facing right now is, is just your plateau. Like you yeah. can't, you can't seem to break it at this point. Mm-mm. But I mean, it's inevitably going to be broken. I just have to adjust something. I got to start working out more or I have to eat less. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's what I have to do. And I just haven't done either of those things, which is why I'm out of plateau. <laughs> right. um, I used to do the little exercises in the beginning and because of how big I was, the amount of calories that I would burn would be ridiculous. But if I were to do the same thing right now, I would burn like 45 calories and no, it's not. I just need to adjust what I'm doing. That's why I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a challenge because I've gotten used to doing it. I got in the habit of doing what I was doing for the past year. And now I need to change it if I want to keep going. Right. So if you were to give advice to someone who was at the very beginning of their weight loss journey, what, what, what advice would you give them? What would you tell them? Um, just, wow. I mean, I, on, on the spot, listen, okay, just stick with it, stick with it because this just took me a year to do. And that entire year was going to pass regardless of whether or not I got off my ass and did something or started eating right and started losing weight. So that time was going to pass anyway. Why not? keep doing what you're doing and then be in a different place in a year. I don't know. Okay. That didn't. I, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't, don't worry. When it, feel, when it feels like it's like not going anywhere or not everything you're doing is not working. It just, just keeps sticking at it and it's going to take time and it feels like it's going to take a lot of time, but that time is going to pass regardless of whether or not you're losing weight or not. So why not just lose weight? <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad. <laughs> what? Sorry. Oh. What would you say to someone who you know is is maybe halfway through and and they're at the same place you are, where they they've plateaued and they're just like beating their head against the wall and they're like, "What the heck, dude? Like, I'm, I'm trying to turn this corner and it it's just not happening for me." I I, I need I need that advice too right now I don't I'm but I just know like what I just said it's it's inevitable that it's going to eventually fall off like I I mean not fall off I have to put work and effort into it just just make some adjustments make uh check your calories like make sure your fuel if you're eating less calories than you're expending every day you're going to lose weight it's like scientifical oh okay yep scientifical friends that's in the dictionary. Don't, what? Don't That's not a word. Up. Yeah, no, no. Scientifical <laughs> is totally a word. God damn it. Uh, don't, don't not look that up. That's. Um... That's a thing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, uh, oh. Okay. So, tell me, like, are you are you back to performing? Are you back to? collectively like melting faces off of people and <laughs> like just blessing them with the instrument that is your voice that you no. know simultaneously soothes the soul and also makes you cry 
Is, is that still <laughs> happening? Like, is that still a thing? No, I haven't. I haven't done anything. I did one play last year um, before I started losing weight. But that was it. But I mean, now I'm finally. I started posting videos online again and getting into the. I want to do something. If anyone wants to form a band and wants me to sing, I'll join. You you absolutely posted a video of you singing uh, Adele, whatever the song is. I don't know. It's, yeah. And, you know, your son was sitting in your lap and you essentially like just melted my whole face off. Like just melted <laughs> my face off with it. It was absolutely amazing. Um, it is essentially the Phoenix that I remember from high school just belting her lungs out in the hallway, you know, and everyone just being like, Yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and then at the end your son was just like, Okay, can you make me a grilled cheese and shut up? Thanks. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Like, I don't, these are the things I don't want. Um, but you are looking for those opportunities to sort of get back out there. Yeah, for sure. Especially since just everything, he's older now. It's everything. It's easier to do that stuff. I couldn't have done it before. Like I had to quit my band in Seattle because he was, he was just born. Like I did, I did shows up until I was like 38 weeks pregnant, hopping up and down and rapping and stuff. And, I would get Braxton Hicks like after every song and have to sit down, but I still did them. <laughs> and then after that, I just was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Then now he's older. So I want to go do a show. He's got coverage and I'm on the right coast of the Americas. Yeah. He'll be, I need to do it. I need to get back out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I can't wait. I will be in the crowd, you know, in in my feelings, you know, just <laughs> trying to deal with amazement and just sheer, like, you know, just being in awe of of you know that the powerful, powerful instrument. And you know, I'll I'll post that clip that that we were talking about um, on my website for for people to be able to see um, because it's <laughs> it's really fun. like it's it's really amazing where you see this person singing at the level and and at the same quality as Adele but then you see this little boy who is wholly unimpressed like he's just like I really don't care at all like n- let me tell you how many shits I give uh none shut up mom thanks so before yep. you know before we wrap this up I have one more question for you and Uh-oh. it is the signature question of my podcast and that is what is the best advice that you have never taken? Oh, what? That is a great question. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I want to say something, something, something financially. Credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know. <laughs> so it's around credit cards where... No, or like, don't... Don't drive drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute. So what you're saying is someone told you know. not to drive drunk and you were like, you don't know my life. I'm going to do this anyway. Is that? Yes. Yes. And then I hit a cop car and spent Easter in jail. Jesus. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, That's what happens when you go to a performing arts high school and they give you theater classes over dare. Uh, yep. don't, don't drink and drive kids. Don't, <laughs> don't drink and drive. Jesus, you hit a cop car. Okay. 
<laughs> well, Phoenix, I would like to thank you so much for uh, joining me on Reluctantly Adult, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. That was fun. And that's it. Uh, I think that was a really fun conversation. Uh, sage advice there at the end of don't drink and drive especially if there's a possibility of hitting a cop car which I think there always is Uh, so be mindful of that kids Uh, I want to thank my guests for this week's episode Darnell, Nicole and Phoenix for sharing their stories and really putting sort of voices to real life struggles that people are having I really appreciate you guys doing that Uh, The video that I was talking about with Phoenix singing uh, will be on my Facebook page. So you guys can all check that out with her and her adorable son. Uh, You guys will love that. Tell me what you thought. You can comment on this episode on my website at www.ireluctantlyadult.com or you can follow me on Instagram at ireluctantlyadult or on Twitter at reluctantlyadlt. You can also email me at reluctantlyadult.com adult at gmail.com or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and you can also rate the podcast so that you and your homies know that this is an awesome podcast well you already know that your homies should know though I hope you guys had as much fun with this as I did recording it and I'll see you next time thanks